This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 321. And the quote of the day is, a lot of people have gone farther than they thought they could because someone else thought they could. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond and beyond and beyond. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast. Hope all is well in your world. Uh, it's, man, it's been it's been a crazy week. It's been busy. Uh, lots of lots of interviews. Some great ones coming up. I'm super excited to share them with you. And uh, yeah, it's just been a it's just been a good week. Busy is good. So I'm not I'm definitely not complaining. I'm I'm glad that people actually uh, want to talk to me. So uh, real quick, this episode is sponsored by two great companies. One, Musicians Institute. They have been in business since 1977 and right there in the heart of Hollywood, California. And if you want to learn how to take your career to the next level, you're playing, you want to work with a world-class faculty in an amazing facility and work with people who are doing it and have been there and done that and have actually toured, have actually played on records, have careers in the music industry, then you want to go to Musicians Institute. You can learn more about them by going to mi.edu. Also, my good friends at DW have been supporting this podcast from the beginning, and I ask that you go and support them. You can visit them at dwdrums.com. You can buy their gear you know, at your local store, and you can even go to DW in Oxnard, California. It's about 45 minutes north of LA. You can visit the factory. You can check out how they hand make drums here in the US. It's a really cool factory tour, and it's free, so you should check that out. But again, please support the brands that support this podcast and keep it free. Go to DW dwdrums.com. So I want to talk about the idea of a mentor and why it's important. And then also a little bit about, you know, how we can, how you can get a mentor and how you can get yourself a mentor. So quickly, I want to tell you a story. When I was about 21 or 22 years old, I'd already been playing a lot. I was already touring and maybe at this point it was, I was about 23 or 24 and I had moved to a new neighborhood sort of in the same area that I that I had been living in around Philadelphia. And again, I was already touring. We were playing a lot of shows. You know, we were probably doing, I don't know, 175 shows a year, 160 shows a year, something like that. Touring heavily. And I, you know, I had, I was like, man, I'm the man. Like I'm, I'm a, I thought I was a great drummer. I thought that, you know, I, I didn't think that I had made it or there was still a lot inside of me that I that I wanted to achieve and, and still go and get. But in terms of my playing, I was like, yeah, I want to get better. But I felt like, man, I'm a really good player at this point. I, I felt confident in, in what I was doing. The band was doing really well. We were touring. We were playing all over the country. And things were things were going really well. And so... I moved to this new area and there were, there's a drummer who who lives around where I grew up. His name's Glenn Farracone and you've heard I've mentioned him on the podcast before and he's played with everyone. He's played with Joe Cocker, he played with Johnny Cash, uh, he's played with Joey DeFrancesco and he's a great he's really known for his his blues drumming, jazz drumming, funk drumming, that kind of stuff, but he also owns a recording studio and records a lot of really high-end jazz blues uh, artists in outside of uh, Philadelphia. So I moved literally about, you know, a quarter of a mile from his studio and I could actually walk there the, the way that my house was set up. And 
So at our, I had already known about Glenn, and I was going to uh, see him play all the time at a club called Vincent's in Westchester. It's not there anymore, but I used to go to Vincent's, and I would see him play with Johnny DeFrancesco, Joey DeFrancesco, and they had a slew of amazing musicians that came through there. This place was like a diamond in the rough. You would never expect that this level of playing was coming through Westchester, Pennsylvania, a small town you know, outside of Philadelphia, small suburb. And so... I went over because I was looking for a place to practice. I moved into a townhouse and I said, "Hey, Glenn, uh, you don't know me, but you know I'm a drummer. I play in the area." And he said, "Oh yeah, I've, you know I've heard of your band, and I, he knew a couple guys that that I played with and things like that." And I said, "Hey." Uh, you know, do you do you think that I could practice in your studio, whether it be during the day, at night, when you're not here, anything? I'd be willing, I'd be more than happy to pay you for it. You know, whatever whatever you need me to do. And he said, you know, yeah, that's fine. Um, he said, but I've I've seen you play, and I think you should take some lessons with a guy here as well. Uh, to work on some of your technique. He's like, I think you got some technique issues happening. And I said, okay, that's cool. I, I took it uh, took it into consideration, took it under advisement and decided to to do that. So I studied with a guy named Joe Mullen for a little while and he really tore apart my technique and, and really got me working hard on my technique, learning Muller and just, just totally breaking down my technique and making me work more efficiently, more fluidly. And it's lessons that I will never forget that I still use to this day. And from that, Glenn and I started to get to know each other and I was practicing in there and, you know, he was letting me come in and practice and all that. And then I started studying with Glenn and Glenn was more of less, I don't want to say less of a teacher, but less of a rote teacher where we were doing all these things by the book, but it was more sort of mindset. It was more, um, it was more sort of you know, conceptual ideas and ways to help me grow outside of this is how you play, you know, episode or, uh, you know, exercise number 13 out of this book or, or whatever it is. So as we start to develop this relationship, then I started to become friends with Johnny DeFrancesco and I started hanging out in the studio more. And I was watching these recording sessions of all these great players. And there was a shift that happened where Glenn moved from me being his student and him being my teacher to more being like these, this like colleague slash mentor relationship. And I, by all accounts, I consider Glenn to be my mentor. And the things that I learned in such a very short amount of time are amazing. I learned not only you know, etiquette. I learned uh, not only how to grow my career, a lot of the stuff that I talk about in my Bigger, Better, Bigger, Better Gigs course or stuff that I learned from, from Glenn about hiring people that you want to play with rather than waiting for the phone to ring. And a lot of the stuff that I learned was the musical application of my playing. And I learned so much about melody. I learned about structure of songs. I learned, and this is, this wasn't in a formal setting where we're sitting there and we're like reading out of a book or anything like that. It was literally me. I specifically remember one night it was me, Joey DeFrancesco, or I'm sorry, Johnny DeFrancesco and Glenn Farrakhan. We're all sitting in the room. We're having a couple drinks and we're sitting in the studio and we're just talking. We start talking about melody and we start talking about song structure and we start talking about, you know, how how you transition from one part to the next, how you how you play melodically, all of these other things. It was so many things that I never even thought about that I never considered that I never even, you know, had come into my playing at all. And I specifically remember that night I drove home and I was thinking, I don't know 
anything. There's, I, was, I was like, how could I have not known all of this stuff? And it was like a light bulb went off. And the next day, both of them actually called me and they said, hey, are you are you okay with you know the stuff that we talked about last night? We kind of felt like we were beating you up and you went home with your tail between your legs. And I was thinking, man, that was like the greatest experience I've ever had in my entire life. These guys are, you know, Johnny, Johnny was in his forties. Glenn was in his fifties. I was like these, I was in my twenties. I'm like, these guys have been playing for so many years and are imparting all this knowledge on me and just like dumping it on me. And it's years of learning and trial and error that they already went through that they were giving to me for free. And it was such an eye-opening experience. It was such a light bulb moment, and and I've t- and then from there I went to play with Johnny. You know, I recorded some. St- I, Johnny played on my record. We recorded a record together. I played shows with Johnny, and then that got me into a new crowd of people. So I was learning from them. And Glenn and I played on a record together, and then I would just go over, and Glenn and I would record double drums together, and he we would d- sort of dissect it and learn all these things. And he was hipping me to new artists, and and it was a total hang, like. I wasn't paying for drum lessons or anything. I would literally just go there and hang with him for hours at a time. And he was so kind and so gracious gracious to bring me in the studio, gave me keys to the studio. He's like, come whenever you want. I mean, completely changed the entire trajectory of my career. So why am I telling you this whole thing? So the reason is because I want you to find a mentor. I want you, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a drummer that's giving you drum lessons. It could be another musician. It could be another person that helps you see things differently. It could be someone who has more knowledge than you that they can give you to help you accelerate the process. Now, there's no shortcuts. There, let me let me be frank about that. There's no shortcuts in things that you want to achieve. You have to put the work in. You have to practice. You have to, you know, make all the moves to to be to whatever it is, to be successful or to to master the instrument or to get the gigs that you want to get, all of those things. Well, I'm not saying that, but there are ways to accelerate your learning. There are ways to expedite the process. And a great way to do that is to get with people, you know, preferably older than you, uh, or, or at least people who have a lot more experience than you. Your peers are great to sort of help you and push you and you guys can have some sort of friendly competition. But the idea of getting with someone older, getting with someone more experienced, getting with someone who has a lot more knowledge than you and can take your playing or your thought process or your abilities to the next level faster. And they can help you accelerate that. And the way that you do that is getting with these people. And just another thing is, opening your mind and closing your mouth, letting the things that they're saying come into your brain and let you get your ego out of the way and get your your preconceived notions out of the way and have no agenda and really just take these ideas in, take them for, for what they are. Don't take them offensively because sometimes, you know, there were some nights that I was getting yelled at, literally yelled at, especially on stage screamed at like what the f are you doing you don't and i was like what do you mean i do this with my band all the time i play this stuff well you can't do that here because this is not amateur hour this is the real deal and it was literally like going from the minor leagues to the major leagues and the the just the level of professionalism the level of of thought the level of musicality the level of understanding of everything going on as a whole was at a, an entirely different level that I'd never experienced before. And I felt like I went from a six to a nine, you know, in, in a year, 
And that would never happen without the help of a mentor. So I want you to seek out a mentor. And after, uh, I'm going to take a quick break. And when we get back into it, let's talk about some ways that you can actually go about finding a mentor. It's one thing to talk about how great dream symbols are, but it's another thing to actually hear them for yourselves. And the good thing about dream is not only do they sound great, but they're also priced well below the competitor's prices. So that way you can actually afford to buy these symbols. And if you don't think you can get a great sounding symbol at a low price, check out dreamsymbols.com. But first, I want you to take a listen to what these things sound like. To learn more about dream symbols, be sure to check them out at dreamsymbols.com. All right, so now I've stressed the importance of getting a mentor. So let's talk about a couple of ways that you can actually do it and actually go out and find one. One would be the obvious. One would be to find a drummer in your area, whether or even if you're in a remote area, find someone who teaches Skype lessons and get drum lessons from them. Because what's going to happen if you're not taking lessons, a lot of wisdom is going to come out of these, a lot, you know, is going to come out of these drum lessons. And a lot of times as you get older, you can start finding guys who are more conceptual, who are more, you know, overarching strategy kind of teachers and mentors versus someone that says work out of page 37, work out of page 38. Both are equally important. So like I said, when I first started studying, uh, I, or not when I first started studying, but when I started working with Glenn, he said, you need to work on your technique too. So let's get you figured out on that end. Um, but then we, Glenn and I started working on conceptual ideas and just hanging and, and, and really learning. And the way, the best way is to like schedule lessons with some of these older cats because they have all of this wisdom. They have all this stuff that they want to share. And, uh, it's just a great way to soak up some knowledge. So one, the obvious, maybe try to find someone to give you drum lessons Two, if you don't want to take drum lessons from someone, they, if they teach lessons or they're a hired gun. You can literally call them and say, hey, do you mind? Can I hang out with you for an hour and I'll pay you for your time? So a lot of mistakes that that I've seen that people make is that they'll say, hey, do you want to get together for coffee so I can pick your brain? And to me, that's basically saying, I want you to give me your time for free and I'm not going to give you anything in return. I'm fine with giving things you know, giving and giving and giving. I mean, I think that you know the secret of living is giving, but... Asking someone to give their time for free, I think, is a little bit off-putting and, and frankly, a little bit rude. So why not say, hey, Joe, I, I really love your playing and, and I think that I can learn a lot from you. I don't necessarily want to take lessons, but can I just pay you to hang out? That's literally exactly how I started the podcast. I went and I was like, I don't necessarily want to learn you know, out of stick control or learn technical things. I want to sit down and have lunch with you and I want to hear your stories. I want to, I want to get this wisdom from you that, um, that I, I wouldn't normally get. So that's another way is literally just paying people for their time. A third thing is, which is sort of uh, a little bit left field, but obviously like listening to things like this, like the podcast, listening to interviews and things like that is a great way to get a ton of knowledge from people. If you a don't have access to them, B you don't have the money to pay people for their time. Uh, you know, C you live in a remote area and you just, there's just no one there or you live in a different country and the people who you want to connect with don't, 
teach over Skype and you can't see them because you live in, you know, Italy and they live in California. So listening to podcasts, watching documentaries, uh, that's a really good way of learning, you know, learning about, you know, the, the business learning about, uh, how things were back in the day, you know, like you, you start to, you start to get all of this knowledge. So the third thing would be to maybe check out some, some documentaries or listen, you know, listen to the podcast, all that stuff, which you obviously do if you're listening, if you're listening to that now, uh, another idea would be to find people in your area who may not be drummers. And maybe, you know, maybe it's a recording engineer and you want to learn more about recording or maybe it's a songwriter or maybe it's someone uh, who who has worked in a record label or maybe it's someone who has been a manager of a band or something like that. Like Steve Rennie, who I've had on the podcast, uh, I've met with him. He, w- he was the manager for Incubus for he found Incubus, managed them for, I think, 12 years or so uh, up until a few years ago. And uh, we become friends. I had him on the podcast and we become friends and I've gone to his house numerous times to hang and learn from him because he has so much knowledge that maybe it may not be specific drumming knowledge, but it's definitely applicable to the things that I do. And it's applicable as a drummer. It's applicable as an artist, as a musician, all of those things. So you can learn from other people. They don't necessarily have to be drummers. The key is that you're trying to get knowledge from someone who's been doing it longer, who's been in the game longer, who has more connections, who's a better player, who has more success, whatever the case may be, whatever or, or whoever you can find that is at a higher level than you, that is the key, right? So it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a musician. Um, another idea would be volunteering some time to get FaceTime with someone. I've done that before too. When, you know, I met Stanton Moore a long time ago in New Orleans and I saw that he was coming to my town, coming to Westchester. I sent him an email and I knew he was, he wasn't, he was on tour with his solo project. So they weren't in a bus. They didn't have a crew, all that stuff. They were in a van with a trailer. And I said, Hey man, uh, you know, I see that you're coming into Westchester. If you need some help moving gear or any of that, please let me know. I'm more than happy to, to help. So what happens? I come in, I help him move his gear, we do sound check, and then I get to spend some quality time with Stanton Moore. You know, we've become buddies since, and but it's the initial, the initial idea of adding value to the person and bartering for some of their time or helping them with something else. If you're a graphic designer, go to your favorite drummer and tell them that you can design some stuff for them. If you're a web designer, go tell uh, uh, you know your favorite drummer that you can do web design or you can help them with something else. You, whatever it is, if they're coming to town, tell them you'll help them paper the town with some flyers, or, you know, like whatever you need to do to get FaceTime with these people, you can add value to them. So that's another way is just adding some value, bartering for their time. Um, and, and you'll find it very, I don't want to say easy, but you'll, you'll be surprised how many people you can get in front of if you actually put the time into adding value to them. So those are a few, I mean, that's, those aren't the only ideas. There's plenty of ways that you can get yourself in front. The, the worst thing to do is to email someone and say, Hey, I'm looking for a mentor. I think that's the worst way that you can do it. I think that you need to, or I know that you need to develop these legitimate relationships with people one way, shape or form. So whether it be like I did with Glenn, Hey, can I rent out the studio? I'll pay you. I'll clean the toilets, whatever I got to do to get in here so I can practice that developed into a relationship. The things I did with Stan Moore developed into a relationship. The things I did to get FaceTime with people telling them, telling them that I would pay for their time turned into the podcast. So you never know where these things are going to lead, but the way that you start is you add the value first and see what you can add to them. And pretty soon you'll have a mentor 
mentor in your life and it'll I'm telling you it'll it'll pay dividends exponentially way more than you could ever possibly imagine so i hope that helps if any if you need any any advice from me if you're you know you, you want some more pointers or you have some ideas or whatever feel free to just hit me up you can email me nick at drummersresource.com i'd be happy to help uh, this is sort of an area that that i think that i'm i'm pretty knowledgeable in and uh, can definitely help so hit me up email whatever it is and until the next podcast keep drumming thank you so much for listening and i'll be talking to you soon peace